You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello. Welcome to the sisterhood. My name is Maddie. Ooh, a little singing situation. Hi, everyone. I am Scout, and we are the sisters IRL behind OK Says Podcast. That is so true. It's like 100% true what oh, you just said. So you mean it's a fact? It's a fact. <laughs> you mean that what I just said is a fact? It is a fact. We are sisters. I are You know what I was thinking about earlier? I was thinking about, you know, like in your life, you have people and they say, you know, families forever, et cetera, et cetera. But this might be a little bit dark, but you know, you're, oh, you're, great. there's a point in your life where your parents pass on and you live without them. Sure. But siblings, if are all goes forever. well, is forever. Fuck. It's just you and me, baby. It's just you and me, baby. We're going to be like our grandma right now lives in the old age home with her sister. And like, that's going to be us. Oh my God. Right across the hall. Right across the hall. I'm going to be bugging you every day i'm gonna need hearing aids you're gonna we're all gonna have hearing aids yeah because of the damage that you've done to me (laughs) over our lifetime um so we're giving you some sunday energy um on monday oh we're recording this on sunday is that why you said that but like look at us we're like very sunday i feel i mean the chicks in the office girls say we're giving you friday energy on a monday but like we're sunday energy people well yeah i suppose yeah yeah like we're not like the Friday, like, yeah, fuck shit up. Like, let's get fucked up. Like, we are Sunday, chill, uh, pancakes. Yeah, I made pancakes cozy this morning. Cozy vibes. Like, that is this, that, we are the Sunday energy people. Yeah, but there was a time okay. when Friday rolled around oh, and, ooh, baby, did we get ready and go out to party. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was giving away some furniture since I just moved into this house and, you know, like, I needed new things and things I wanted to get rid of and... So I posted on Craigslist and these college students came to pick up the stuff and like five of them came out in a truck. They all lived together in this house and I'm looking at them and I'm looking at my husband and I'm like, we're fucking 10 years older than these kids. We're old. Um, No, when I look back at college kids right now, I'm like, you are children. Like children. You are children. Like um, there's this TikTok where, uh, 
millennials on TikTok are using this sound that this obviously a Gen Z said. She's like, for all of the older people on TikTok, I'm talking about those born in the 90s. Oh, geez. Or what she said. Yeah, something like that. And people and everyone, all the millennials are like, for the yeah, for the older people, all the millennials are like, fuck are you. you. Fucking kidding. Like, yeah. we are not old. Wait, 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 wait. Oy so, so but anyways. That's what's going on with me right now. Just this existential crisis that you're my forever and I'm old. You know what? Um, I'm excited to get older. Yeah, me too. It comes with wisdom. I'm fucking done. We, we talked about you this. You know like, what? The early 20s, done. I, no, no, thank you. Do not want to go back. To be honest, the entire 20s. Yeah. Is no one tells you. People tell you that high school is like the most awkward four years of your life. Yeah. No. Early After college, early 20s. To mid 20s to late 20s. I think late 20s is finally when you feel a little bit more anchored in life. But nobody, I mean, thank God they didn't tell me because I would have been even more in my head but now that I realize that the 20s are just this crazy crazy growth growth period period where the foundation is not settled whatsoever um but then you hopefully enter your 30s with a little bit more stability obviously still moving towards growth but god I feel so much better now dude me too yeah and you're you're three years younger than me so I I didn't feel that I I mean I I felt no no I didn't (laughs) I was still fucked up. Back. I was still fucked up emotionally at I that mean, point in my life. I think you still are. So, oh, but I'm, I'm I'm handling it well. Your hand, you hand. Look, we're all fucked up emotionally. It's how we handle it. Totally. That is how. That is it. That's look a at, secret. That's a secret of life. Look at you, you spewing wisdom. I know. I'm like a spiritual goddess now. Um, Lacey Phillips has like infiltrated my soul, and I know that I thought I would never say this on the pod, but the universe has my back. Oh, you can't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. Okay, Um, sisters, so I think it was two episodes ago. Who the fuck knows? We said that we would provide you guys and give you some resources to continue the political social social activism work um, just because the election went in our favor this time. We were really excited with um, Biden and Harris coming into office. We wanted to really um, emphasize that the work is not done, so we have put together four different resources resources that you sisters can get involved with if you're looking to get more informed or to take action. So the first resource is the podcast called Skim This. This is a podcast by The Skim, which I subscribe to. It's an amazing, The Skim is an amazing newsletter that basically breaks breaks down um, news, political news, etc. in a super digestible way with also this kind of millennial vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's super great. And so they have a podcast called Skim This, and it essentially breaks down the most complicated stories of the week and gives you the context on why they matter. So this is a really easy way if you guys are podcast listeners which you are um to just add this to your library listen once a week and just feel a little bit more informed on what's going on exactly um all right the next resource is votesaveamerica.com this is a website initiative and a community designed to help guide you with each step you need to take throughout the year to have the impact that you want um i just looked through i looked through this website uh, quite a bit they list a lot of uh, volunteer opportunities especially right now with the senate runoff in georgia and also they list places to donate if you want to help with grassroots organi- organizing and ongoing voter protection efforts um just a recap if you don't know what's going on in Georgia there's a runoff election on January 5th where two Senate seats will be filled so if we have any Georgia listeners who want to vote in this runoff election and you haven't yet registered you can do so until Monday December 7th and then anyone turning 18 by January 5th so all our Gen Z babies um, you could also register which is really exciting and then all voters will need a new ballot which can be requested now or you can vote in person starting Monday December 4th so this is really important um georgia georgia listener georgia sisters we're calling on you we're calling on you georgia georgia on my mind that's actually one of me and adam's in my song have you Uh, ever been to georgia no but we like it because it says the road leads back to you all right let's save the singing for me okay so um actually I i thought it was pretty good there um okay so the next one is an instagram called we're leaving early and it's run by two women who are rad so they are okay sis approved and it's essentially a guide to staying informed without losing your mind um the context the content what is wrong with me today the content is super cheeky really cute graphics and this one's really easy because it'll just infiltrate your 
feed in a seamless way so that when you forget about staying informed, you're on your Instagram and you're like, oh, hey, we're leaving early. How you doing? So, yeah. All right. The last one is another Instagram, which I'm sure a lot of sisters already um, follow, but just wanted to shout them out. It's called So You Want to Talk About. And they basically dissect progressive politics and social issues in graphic slideshow form. So you, you know, swipe through to learn. And it's like reading a little book, a little, a little, uh, little Instagram book. An Instagram on, book. <laughs> I love that. They're just so great. I mean. Is that going to be a new fucking feature of Instagram? And now we're going to have to write Instagram books as well. <laughs> I mean, every day there's a fucking new feature. I can't, yeah, I can't keep up. Me either. Um, anyway, so these are just some introductory. Obviously, if you guys have any other resources you want us to shout out that, are, that have been really imperative in your activism journey, please let us know. Um, we are always looking to to you know in in insert more activism and resources into our daily lives and with instagram and podcasts it feels like that's the best you know yeah in a way that works with kind of the way we consume content so we we don't want it to seem rigid or formal or really you know boring quote unquote or something that you're not going to be interested in doing with these four resources it's a fun way to get involved and sisters since we are podcasters and I need to be a real podcaster I am working on our show notes so everything that we mentioned now like I hope I can do this but everything we mentioned now in the podcast like these four resources will be linked in the show notes so if you hear us talk about a product if you hear us talk about a sale a website an Instagram I'm going to do my best to make sure that all of them are linked in the show notes so you can use the show notes as a little resource to okay so stuff you want to check out Oh my god, the the show notes are our little book, the OK Sis book. Okay, I, I would just call them the resource sheet, but the resource sheet because okay. you can't like swipe through them, so they're not really a book, but they're more of a resource sheet. But they're gonna be long and they're gonna be Oy. informative. Yeah, just add it to my Sunday to do list. I know you could do it, Scout. I, I have can. faith in you. Okay, talk about content. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. 
Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-ads.com. We have we haven't done a content corner in far too long. And I realized as I was just kind of thinking, you know, before we record, I always sit down with myself and I reflect and I say, what do I want to tell the audience? What do they need to know about me? And I was like, holy shit, I haven't talked about all the incredible content that I have been consuming lately. And so will you just do me a favor because yes. I've actually been dreading this segment because I feel like you're just going to talk for 30 minutes. Oh, no, and no, no, I'm just no, going to stand here. Well, the thing is, no, I'm not going I'm, to. I have I'm a request. I have a request. Can we, we each have four that we would like to discuss. Can we do one, 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 one? Yes. Thank you. But also the reason it's not going to be long is because you haven't seen any of these. So yeah. I'm not going to, I literally cannot say anything about any of these without giving stuff away. Oh, wonderful. Love it. Okay. So great. So we're more so just going to be recommending. Okay. Go. Okay. Number one, um, which is one that I forced Scout to continue to watch because she fell off and um, I pushed her. I fell off? You fell off. 75% into the first episode. <laughs> yeah. And I pushed her and that is the Queen's Gambit. I know everyone has probably seen it who's listening to this and understands the incredible mastery the 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 cinematic mastery that is the queen's gambit and of course you know as one does i learned how to play chess uh my boyfriend was was very glad to teach me he's a a big chess uh player if you will and it's amazing because you know with board games i'm a big rummy cube girl we're both rummy cube people and you can't play that with two with two people. You need at least three. And in these Corona times, like you know, who's hanging out with other people than you yourself? Um, Actually, so, technically, uh, fucking everybody's hanging out with everybody. Well, yeah, but please there's don't. That. Let's not let's not promote Rummy Cube playing because that promotes non-social yeah. distancing. Yeah. Okay. So, but with chess, you could play it with your significant other, with one other person, and it's just such a like, it's such a. I was going to say mindless, but it's definitely not mindless. It's, it triggers your brain, but in a very soothing way. And it like, you have to be off your phone. You really have to concentrate. It's such a beautiful game. And obviously in the queen's gambit, you learn so much about it and you learn about more. So, um, the industry of it and the tournaments. And then also just like how, how fucking badass this female Beth Harmon just kind of attacks the male dominated industry of chess. Yeah. And also like, should we go to a chess tournament? So yeah, I I have like some conflicting thoughts about the message of the show, which I don't really need to do a full analysis of, but I just think it sends the wrong message to people who want to get really good at things. Like she's just literally does not know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten to a point yet, but by episode two, she has not lost and I think that that like the win is sweeter if you've really earned it. She okay. So she's talking about because she is a drug addict from an early age. She gets hooked she, on these tranquilizers that her orphanage gave her. 
which is just I, I still am very you guys find this out in like the first five minutes yeah. so yeah no the, the whole the whole series I should preface it's I mean definitely a trigger warning like there is there is a lot of addiction um drug and alcohol addiction that is weight weaved into her life but it doesn't Yes, of course, it inhibits a lot of her journey, but she is still a prodigy. She's still a genius. I know, but I don't, I don't think that like this is a whole conversation for a different story. But okay. I think that like we really honor and like bow down and idolize geniuses. But I think I idolize people who work for their things rather mm-hmm. than just have it naturally. I don't think that there's anything super admirable about being born with something and just doing it like it's like like walking you know okay sure but just like look at the outfits and the environment yeah no the movie's great okay it's not a movie it was the show whatever okay so my content corner is adam and i are watching 30 rock right now which i've never seen he has so adam and i need a show like 30 rock like the office like parks and rec for when he comes home we just kind of put it on and eat dinner and we like loosely watch it you know you don't have to pay like super super close attention that's how i am with seinfeld right now yeah seinfeld's a great um example of that as well um so right now we're in the middle of 30 rock and you know i've actually tried to start 30 rock a few times and didn't really get it and i i i like it i'm not a diehard fan i'm not like go liz lemon i'm not like super into alec baldwin like it's good but it's there's um something that's a little bit off my humor but but it's a good show i i I would agree with that i think in the rankings of those types of sitcom shows um to me it goes the office parks and rec then 30 rock Oh, yeah. For me, it goes Parks and Rec, The Office, and then 30 Rock. Whoa. Hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Parks and Rec girl. Okay. The next one on my content corner, I'm like shaking because of how out of control and incredible this show is. The Undoing on HBO Max featuring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. I'm just going to take a deep breath because I literally can't say anything about the show. Uh, This is all I'll say. It's about a... Rich family, in the Upper West Side, and they there's a mystery that happens, and they have to solve it. Great. That is all I'll say. And this show wait is it drama? It is drama. It is suspense. It's like a little scary. Oh, um, not no, no, for no, me. No, 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 no. You'll no. It's a thriller. Like it fucks with your mind, and it's incredible. Because like, I read, I just watched, which is not a part of my content corner because I stopped halfway through. But I watched the assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, thinking that I would learn all about the Versace family. No, no, no. I learned all about the psychopath tendencies of the serial killer that killed Gianni Versace. And I had nightmares during the day in my 2 p.m. nap. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Okay. (laughs) No, but you have to watch. Everyone's watching it right now. It's like one of those shows that comes out every Sunday night. It is is just a... I, I, uh, delay is the wrong word because it is so crazy. But um, I don't know. I just like needed a thriller, keep you on your toes type of show, and I would highly recommend. Okay, so my next one is Shit's Creek, guys. I finished it. It is my favorite show. I think ever, pretty much at this point, because I believe you that were, you called me crying multiple times. Yeah. Um, I believe that Shit's Creek is going to stand the test of time. Beyond, like I believe when we have children. Like, you're watching Seinfeld now. They're going to watch Schitt's Creek. Like, I just think that it has, it's historical in the TV making industry. Um, and it's hard to really pinpoint what it is about it. I mean, it is, but it, it's just the most wholesome, yet real, yet comedic, yet exaggerated, yet, like, yeah. Moira and Alexis are not yeah. real people, you know? I but know. for some reason, they're so... But they feel like our friends. They like, feel, I, yeah. I feel like I see them in my daily life. I know. And I thank God you watched the documentary because doesn't it add this whole element of, you know, they're like the little show that could. They like produced it in Canada. They had uh, the whole crew was in Canada. It felt like so much more intimate and familial. Whereas with Hollywood, it might feel distant or, you mm-hmm. know, when you're on a set, it's not as as this like togetherness. And they created something so special. And it really shows throughout throughout the actual show. Yeah. So I didn't under, I didn't know that Dan Levy really was the pioneer of the ship. So I thought maybe Eugene was so to hear that, you know, that it was just Dan's idea one day who went to his father and said, hey, do you want to make a TV show? And just the way they approached the LGBTQ community as well as the narrative between um, 
David and Patrick was, I mean, I know. Give yeah. me a Patrick any day of my life, like. Oh my god, I need to follow him on him on Instagram. Noah, Noah his Reed. name's Noah. He he, he had is. a beautiful wedding with his wife. <laughs> it was really course, pretty. Of course you found it. Okay, go. Okay, the next on my contact order. I'm not as enthusiastic about this one. Um, it's called a teacher. It's on Hulu, and again, an- another huge trigger warning. This is about a teacher that has sexual relations with her student and so everyone that went to Sarah Lawrence College ever <laughs> I don't know what you should say oh it's a fact yikes I okay. went there I know I went there um so this show um you know it's very it's weird because it's like dark it's like twisted and dark, but romantic and sexy. I mean, obviously, this is a big fantasy in the porn industry. This is, you know, something that people fantasize. The teacher and the and the student. Is the teacher a woman or a man? The teacher is a woman. Okay. And um, the child, the child, the child, the, the minor, <laughs> the minor. There we go. He is the guy from Love Simon, and he's just like, oh, he's dreamy. He's the cutest little goober there ever was. So like, it's really hard because. And which is which is really what it what it boils down to. There's so many intricacies that happen between this dynamic of a relationship, and you find yourself as the viewer, obviously, you know, rooting for them because they are mm-hmm. like in love, and you know, or at least quote unquote, they think they're in love, and he thinks like he's you know he's oogling after her, and she's letting him have sex with her. I don't. It's just it's so twisted, but. There is something about it where their relationship is just, it's just so sexy. And um, I love content, our movies and films and art that does that, that takes something that we technically should be morally against. Yes. And actually makes you root for them. It's it's such it's an interesting weird, thing. I know that by the end of the show, we're going to be like, ew, in ourselves. Like, how could we even like allow Well, this? it's like the Joker. Like, I was rooting for yeah. the Joker. Yeah, that's true. It is kind of like that. Um, anyway, so it's on um, Hulu. There's like literally trigger warnings before and after and like hotlines for to call if you're like being groomed. Like it's really like it's really weird. Okay. And, and um, but I can't stop watching it. It's so good. Okay. Um, so mine, which Mads doesn't watch, is The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is like a Star Wars spinoff. John Favreau is the producer and they have different um, famous directors come in or actors that are directors so like Bryce Dallas Howard did I think the second episode um and baby Yoda is back so baby Yoda and Adam and I were ob- such a baby Yoda stand such a baby Yoda stand did you get on like the meme oh uh, yeah dude yeah. I had like my me Adam and Naomi were sending each other baby Yoda memes like left and right on Instagram it's just the fucking and then and then I found out that Naomi doesn't even watch the Mandalorian so <laughs> she doesn't really fully understand the baby Yoda <laughs> Um, but Adam and I are huge fans and it's, it's kind of like nothing's happening. Like every episode is another adventure that he goes on and there's not really such a plot, you know, the plot, like kind of, there's an overarching plot of course, but no intricacies. Like he has to go to a different planet to get something every time. And then to get that thing, the people of the planet say, you have to help me do this or defeat this. So then he helps them and then he gets what he needs. And he's trying to bring baby Yoda to a safe place, but it's, it's, it's the same thing over and over again, but we love it. We're, we're big fans of Mando. Um, I'm not, Mando. that's what his name is. Oh. Um, and the guy who plays Mando is I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it because when, when he took off his helmet because the Mandalorian isn't allowed to take off his armor or his helmet so for the first most of season one we didn't know who the actor was who played Mando oh. and then he takes his fucking helmet off and I was so happy and I, I, I had no idea literally I, I it came as such a shock um, but it's interesting because the Mando is in full suit and armor every single se- every single episode so I realized that the guy who plays Mando doesn't actually have to be ever be on set he can just do his voiceovers hmm. because it's just a guy in a suit. Hmm. So anyways, highly recommend. Wow. Yeah. Never going to watch it, but I'm, I'm happy for you. Hmm. All right. The next one is something that we started a couple of days ago. The crown. I know this is a fan favorite amongst the, uh, the Netflix community and I just like really, I felt really left out. I was having FOMO um, about the current season and I really want to see what happens, how they portray Diana and how they, they unfold that whole story. So 
we started the crown and I'm on, I'm halfway through season one and it's just immaculate, immaculate vibes, uh, just queenie, queenie vibes all around. And yeah. it's so, it is just like, it's so interesting to see how scandalous, um, the royal family is. The royal family is. And I don't know. There was, I've just, every time someone else, some like someone new comes into the picture, I have to like Google them and like see like where they fit in and who their sisters and friends and da da da. Are they, are they in line for the throne? Like we don't know. So it's just, it's really interesting to learn about this family. I never was into the Royals before. Um, and I guess yeah. I am. People are really into the Royals. And, you know, this is probably my fourth one as well because we started it together. I think we got through two episodes or maybe three episodes together. So I'm going to continue it. I know that you – I don't know when you watched it because you've been with me for three days, but somehow you snuck in four (laughs) more hours of The Crown, um, (laughs) which is a real big testament to your binging abilities. Oh, the binge ability is real. But, yes. Yeah, The Crown, really good. I'm excited because I really do want to get to the Princess Diana. Yeah. Okay, so it feels as if we've done a whole episode, but we have not even gone into the episode. We're just spewing out things to get into, read, watch, all the good things. But we haven't actually done current fixations, even though it seems like this entire episode has been a current fixation. I know, yeah, this will be quick. Um, I kind of already touched on my current fixation in the beginning, but it's really tapping into manifestation. I, I don't, again, I didn't know that this would ever happen to me. What? What the Is fuck? It happening. But there is something, I feel a shift within myself and um, I don't know, I guess what my approach is, I have everything in place, in motion, everything I want, I'm working towards. So why not, if people swear by this practice and say that if you manifest and really put energy and put the energy out there, that it'll come to you and you will, you know, I was, oh my God, I'm like, so in this like world now, I was listening to Joe Dispenza's, um, meditation and basically he's on expanded did you listen to his episode no but what I like about him is he's more about the physics of everything and the science and again Lacey Phillips is about neuroplasticity so again this isn't that woo-woo if you're if that's what's holding you back um there's this thing where you know you're the energy fields that you put out is going to be what the physics and the whatever they explain it much better but That was my thinking. It's like, I have everything in motion. Like, why not just layer this on top of it so that I can 100% get there? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. So now that you're talking about manifestation, we're actually going to take a manifestation workshop with my coach, Amy Natalie, which is sometime middle of December. So I'll link information in that if anybody wants to join us. Um, It's going to be a four-hour workshop that's going to be really good. I'm so excited you're going to do it with me. Okay, so my current fixation is China Gel. Um, I actually bought this when Mads and I were super into Core Power, like seven, eight, nine years ago. Um, Core Power Yoga. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I literally just had... The biggest nostalgic flashback. My best friend Molly used to put this on before every every single yoga class, cause yeah. it, and it makes you super cold. Yeah. So yeah. China Gel, it's a topical pain reliever, and it says it utilizes the ancient pain relieving concepts of Chinese herbal medicine. And so I have a really bad lower back, which Maddie thinks I'm faking, but I actually threw it out last week <laughs> again no for there's like no, the fourth time. There's no way. Ask you are. Ask people. I. You are a. You are a sprightly young woman. Well, there's something wrong with my lower back. So I put this all over and it is, it's the best. It like, it's like menthol. Like it just cools. Right. That's what it is, right? It cools your entire body. And I just use it, you know, if you have like neck pains or anywhere you have pain. It's it a really, smells so good. It smells really good. Um, and uh, yeah, so I highly recommend. It's a good one. I don't know where to get it. I'll f- try and figure it out and link it here, guys. But I don't know where to get it. Maybe because it's on Amazon. I'm sure it's on Amazon. You're right. Because... I got it at Core Power, so I'm going to need some more, too. It's like 10 years old. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's 10 years old. It's exactly 10 years old. How? It has come with me to every I apartment. I think it's expired. Oh, my God. Is it, ex- is it expired? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Calm it down. expired in 2014. Oh, Lord. Well, I'm here to announce that it still works. Oh, what does it mean if it's expired? It's oh, so God, Jesus. Oh, Not sure. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no is right. No. 
Okay, sisters, before we get into our episode giving you all advice, which let's be honest, are we qualified? We wanted to quickly chat with you about Hum Nutrition. Yesterday in my beautiful new home, Maddie looked over at me randomly and told me how obsessed she is with the results she's seeing from taking her skin squad supplements from Hum. I know, my skin is glowing. Can you tell? Yeah, it's glowing. I Everyone knows I've been on a skin journey over the past like five years and um, I've always had this like redness on my cheeks and I never could understand what, uh, how to get it away. I've tried retinol. I've tried, I mean, you guys know I tried every single product imaginable, but this skin squad supplement, I think it's the only thing that I've changed and it has, my redness has completely evaporated. Yeah. I was actually looking at your cheeks yesterday. They look really good. Other than the fabulous results we are seeing, we also love upping our wellness game with Hum because they only use all-natural, clinically proven ingredients that are highly absorbable, non-GMO, free of common allergies like gluten, soy, shellfish, etc., and are sustainably sourced. Also, for those who are looking for a personalized supplement regimen, Hum has a quiz where you can get product recommendations from a registered dietitian. Every day, I take... The Skin Squad Pre and Probiotic. This nurtures the gut and the skin. And then Uber Energy, which supports consistent energy through adrenal strength and makes me uber energized. Which I'm not sure we need, but every day I take Daily Cleanse, which is a unique formula of detoxifying herbs and minerals, which helps reduce breakouts and improve skin clarity, which I've also been seeing major results from. I take Here Comes the Sun, which has high-potency vitamins D3 that helps support the immune system and healthy skin, which we all need immune support right now. And I actually just included into my little routine, I'm starting to also take Uber Energy because... As you know, sisters, I need all the help I can get with my energy levels. Yeah, you um, have chronic fatigue, and I have, like, Energizer Bunny energy. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Um, Hum Nutrition's monthly vitamin subscription is affordable, flexible, convenient, customizable, and committed to results. To up your wellness game and give your body the nutrients it needs, go to humnutrition.com. That's H-U-M nutrition.com. And use code OKSIS for 15% off first orders of $29 or more. That's code OKSIS for 15% off first orders of $29 or more at humnutrition.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay, sisters, back to the episode. All right, here we go into the meat. The breadth of the episode. So today we thought it would be fun to give you sisters advice. You guys entered in a lot of good stories, a lot of things, and we picked, I think there's seven here that we think we can best serve you on. So, or some are funny, some are more serious, all the good stuff. So let's just jump right in. I'll read the first one. Okay. And all these are anonymous. Just mm-hmm. because it's some of them are personal. Um, is it acceptable to wear socks for more than one day? This is an ongoing battle between my husband and I. I strongly believe that people shouldn't wear socks more than one day. Is he just gross? Please say yes so I don't have to die on this hill alone. Okay, this is this is a hot topic. Um, it depends is my answer. Oh. So, it, it depends if... It is lightly used, the sock. Let's, now, say, let's say the sock's been used all day. Okay, then no. You're not, you don't wear it again. Listen, let's say you put on your socks just to go outside and get something. You come back in, you take off the socks. Then the next day, you're about to work out. So you just need to put on socks to work out. I would put on those same socks mm-hmm. to get them super dirty to then put them in the hamper. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use another socks when I literally had a lightly used sock that I'm going to get gross anyways by working out. Yeah, I think I think the rule of thumb here is if it's used all day, no, you should not wear it twice. Have I done it once before because I ran out of socks? Yes, but general rule of thumb, don't do that. Yeah. But if you wear it for an hour, two hours, you know, you can wear it again the next day. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, next one. Have you ever have you ever ended a friendship with someone who you re- you were really close with in your adult life? If yes, how did you cope with that loss? Keep reading. I'm real. I'm really struggling with the friendship I have. We've been best friends for about ten years. I met in high school. I tend to be a pushover, and she's pretty aggressive. Aggressive in the sense as it's my way or the highway. 
I can, uh, I can. Natty, this relate, is Natty. Relate to your friend. Any constructive criticism always comes with some form of retaliation. I'm pretty sure we are at different places on what it means to be a good friend. I, I want to have a conversation about feeling a bit taken advantage of and neglected, but I'm afraid it will end badly, and then we'll have to deal with the loss of a best friend. Ooh. So this is this is a really, you know, I think that people think there's two things here. One, we have to get rid of the notion that we have to be friends with people forever. Right. There that's are, been something that's really hard for me. To yeah. You know, there, and I, I tend to hold on to my friends really, really strongly, but there are friends that I've had that I was super close with for one or two years and we're just out of contact now because life changed, things moved on, the energetic shift changed, whatever. So let's just let go of the fact that we have to be friends with our friends forever. Um, the other thing here is that if you tell your friend something in a mature, emotionally calm way that is meant to lovingly benefit the relationship as well as express your needs and your friend shuts you down, that's not a friendship that should continue. If you can't just say, hey, like that hurts me or hey, I feel taken advantage of or hey, I don't like it when you do this and you're afraid that they're going to leave you, that's not that's you're not coming from a place of empowerment or standing in your worth you're playing small because you're afraid of loss i know i was just gonna say it doesn't seem like this this friend uh not respects you but just doesn't see your worthiness and look i'm i don't like confrontation so this is really hard for me to give advice on but honestly if this is hurting you to the point where it's just it's eating at your self-worth, you need to say something. And then if she reacts in a, and be prepared for both reactions, if she reacts in a really poorly way, poor way, because you you've seen it, you know, seen it before. Um, let's. Yeah. But it's also let's let's also not assume that she will act yeah. in a negative we way. She could totally be like, wow, I'm really sorry that you felt like that. I had no idea. Yes, I would love to work on that. And that would be such a beautiful thing. But I think 100% you need to have a conversation. And depending on where the conversation goes is where you take your next action. And maybe she's still your friend, but she's not your best friend if she reacts poorly. Like there's so many different scenarios here. So, but yes, 100% have the conversation and stand up for yourself and get your needs met. What is the best thing to do after breaking up with a long-term boyfriend? Hmm. Best thing to do right after. Is not talk to them. I, yeah. Let's like um, unfollow them on all social media. Um, I don't think it's petty. I think it's like literally just for your sanity and for mental health. Um, and let them know if, if you guys ended well and you're unfollowing yeah, them, they might like, think hey, it's I'm petty. Just be like, hey, just like, you know, I just need time. So I'm going to unfollow you for a little bit. Yeah. So you don't, it doesn't come up and disrupt your peace throughout the day um let's delete let's delete the number maybe from the phone so if you're drinking wine you don't uh you know but also I think taking I know this is cheesy but like taking time for yourself and trying to figure out you know who you are on your own individually and just kind of think through what do you want this next phase of your life to look like what are your priorities what are your goals and just kind of shifting the focus inward and instead of like, I know that when we're in a relationship, we can feel very dependent and like, it's so, it's so, it's what we know being with someone else and, and having that partner and having that person to lean on. So what does that look like now for yourself? Yeah. And get curious and lean into it in a, in a positive way. But also, you know, for me, I am not someone who, you know, they say, okay, well, it's going to take time to get over it. Like, yes, you can get over it in the sense that you understand it's not right for the rest of your life. It's not something that should be in your future. But, you know, when you're when you're in a long term relationship, that doesn't mean that you don't love them ever again. Like, you know, my first long term boyfriend, like I love to this day, I will always love him and send him so many warm, good vibes his way. That doesn't mean that I talk to him, that he's in my life, that anything like that. So I think that in your healing, you can also send the other person love and love to yourself and know that just because this is a breakup doesn't mean that you guys won't care about each other in some energetic space later on in life or throughout your process of healing and et cetera. So just holding them in a loving space, I think helps it be less painful and just know that this clearly is not right for you um, either now or ever, you know, and like knowing that you're walking towards something much better the universe is about to provide baby the universe has got your back okay 
All right. The next is my. I'm, this this I one's think this a good is, one. I think this is more so for you, but yeah. my mother-in-law continually continually influences my husband's decisions. Help. Okay, so this is a really good one because I have in-laws, and I think it's actually the other way around for me and my husband. But when you get married, um, before you get married, your this and this is going to sound really traditional, but before you get married, your main support system and foundation is your parents. And when you get married, you are now entering into a life where the decision-making is between the two of you. It has nothing to do with your parents. It has nothing to do with their opinions. Um, And it took me a really long time to realize this because I would want to do something with my husband, but I would be like, let me check my dad's opinion first. Like, let me just see, like, is is it a good idea to go into this apartment? Is it a good idea to move? Is it a good idea to get this? And I think a lot of that comes from the fact, which your husband might be doing this, is that if your parent approves of your decision, you feel safe. So if it gets fucked up, you're the foundation that has been the foundation of your life for your whole life is will catch you emotionally, maybe financially, but if not financially, emotionally, if you fall because they agreed with your decision. So that's probably what your husband is doing. He's been doing what he's been doing his whole life. life. We all do. You probably do it too. Yeah, no, I do it too, but... No, I'm talking to this person. Oh, yeah. If it's getting to a point where the decision-making is not between just the two of you, you need to sit your husband down and and say, look, that you want to create a life that is based upon the wants and needs of just the two of you and that it's a really sacred space between the two of you. And if he can agree and take maybe your opinion over his mother-in-law's or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that'd be great. If the mother-in-law is butting in and being inappropriate and trying to control your life, um, that's a conversation that you get to have with the mother-in-law. There is no no problem with sitting down with a mother or father-in-law and saying, here's my boundary and you can't cross it. There is, you know, you're an adult at this point. This is not like a 16 year old disrespecting an elder. This is, this is a marriage. And this is you saying, Hey, this is my life. This is the commitment I made to your son. We need to start building a life and here are the boundaries I need to put in place. Yeah. Very true. Which thank God I've never had to do that with my mother-in-law because she's the fucking best. (laughs) She's rad. Um, okay, I'd love thoughts on what, a co- what to consider when moving in with a boyfriend. I don't think I am ready. Okay, if you don't think you're ready, then you're not. Um, Maybe. Honestly, actually, I take that back because yeah. I didn't think I, I, look, it's scary. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some major life wisdom and advice. No one is ever ready for anything. Okay, you're screaming. There's just no way you could be fully 100% ready for anything. I'm because sorry. you don't know what it is you're, you you're doing. Exactly. So the fact that you don't think you're ready, that's fine. That That's probably where you're sh- you should be. Um, honestly, what to consider is, is um, longevity. Um, if you really are serious about this individual and you're not just going in to move in because it's cheaper or because of other convenience – that should never be the motive. The motive should be this is a next step. This is like something where we're combining homes, we're combining lifestyles, and you have to be really okay with sharing a very intimate space with someone. Um, and you you never know, you know, if you're going to get married to someone until you get yeah. married. But I, I believe that if you're going to move in with a significant other, it should be because you have both talked about spending the rest of your lives together. That doesn't yeah. mean that it will happen. Things can go wrong. You can move in and it doesn't work because, you know, you, your, your living styles really clash. But I would not move in with a significant other unless that long-term vision is shared by both parties. Yeah. And I was going to say, is he ready or... And asking you because he also has to be ready. It can't be. Yeah. I mean, I moved in with Adam when I was 22. Very young. Whoa. Super, super young. Can Um, you believe that you were married at the the age I am right now? I mean, I can see you married. What? Yeah, of course. You've been with Ben for a good amount of time. You live together. You're committed to your future. I will never. I'm not getting married for another like five ten years it's okay there's no way could you see me as a wife i mean I as a wife i personally think being married is way better than just having a boyfriend or girlfriend in my opinion 
Um, Good okay. thing you're married. Yeah. That's oh, me. I like this next one. Yeah, this one's real good. Okay. My company has issues with my YouTube channel. It's starting to become a legal problem, and it's causing anxiety around something that's such a passion project. I feel like I don't have freedom of speech anymore, and all I want to do is quit my full-time job and secure salary and hustle to upload videos every day, start a blog, work at SoulCycle front desk, and just hustle. How do you get out of your own head, make the leap, make sure you're not being too spontaneous, and just do you? Okay, this is... This is my biggest fear because you talk about the fear because I've done this. So it's very interesting because we have a podcast. I, our lives are very much on the internet. I don't really hold back at all. People can find everything about me through the podcast or they can look up my TikToks where I talk about pornographic books. <laughs> like you can see me being a silly goose goofball. And I have always, you know, I'm, I'm starting my own company as we speak. And my, I've, I have this like strange fear of like, will a partner look us, look me up or will a potential investor maybe look me up and say like, we cannot work with you because of your social media presence or whatever you've done. And look, I think the lines are definitely blurring nowadays. I think everyone has a platform. Everyone has a personal brand and are are vulnerable on the internet. So I don't really think it's going to be that big of an issue, but I, I can totally see this if you're in a more corporate environment, um, that this could be something that you come across. Uh, but that's not that's not what she's asking i know she's asking do i leave so my my answer is yes you fucking leave uh, with with a very good plan you don't have to leave today you don't have to leave tomorrow i was gonna say save up like make it okay make a number that like you have to save up to so that you know that you'll you'll be going x amount of months without salary or she's clearly down to take a pay drop and work somewhere like at a fitness boutique front desk so i've done it before i've been a barista and done my hustle etc i have worked a corporate job and my side hustle Um, i've done every scenario possible and if you have to think is my youtube channel and content creation what I want to do. Also know that YouTube channels and content creation can take two, three, four, five years before you see monetary gain. Right. So it's it's a question of really what do you want the next five to 10 to 15 years of your life to look like. If your YouTube channel is it, you're young, you don't have children potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. This is a good time to take a risk. This is a good time to take a risk. So my 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 thing would be shop around for jobs like working at a soul cycle front desk. If you get one, figure out the salary and what they pay and see if you can live your life off of it. And if you can and if you commit to living like that for 2 to 3 years, that's then, you, dude. Yeah. Like, like you do you. Like and and I I personally think that lifestyle of kind of working the minimum wage or a little bit above minimum wage job to fuel your passions for a few years is a complete rite of passage in this world and it's going to teach you so much and it's mm-hmm. scary but you'd be amazed how resourceful you get if yeah. that's your passion if that's your passion. If you're going to quit your YouTube channel in 6 months, don't do this. Yeah. This, you sound like a burgeoning Emma Chamberlain. And um, please share your YouTube channel in our secret Facebook group, OK Sisters, so we could all follow you and support you. Because you know what? Like, from what I've learned in the past years of my early 20s, again, is you got to follow things that, like, you get excited about. And you that's the only thing that is going to propel you yeah. and give you as success. As long as you can pay your rent, buy food, Pay utilities and pay bills and like and maybe like one skincare product. Yeah, like you give up the the extra stuff. I've done it before. You give it's, up the extra skincare product. Yeah, the extra skincare products. <laughs> let's, let's let's minimize our ten step routine to like five. To, to like three. Um, but yes, I if it's becoming a legal problem, you need to make a decision. Is it your full time job, or is it starting a blog and YouTube channel? Yep. All right, last one. Any advice for weight loss? I gained 20 pounds over quarantine and I am so unmotivated. Help. First of all, gaining weight is not a bad thing. So let's just start there. Um, obviously, if this is something that is triggering you and, and you you have to think about why you don't like the weight you've put on, first of all, because is it because you do feel sluggish or you feel not yourself, then that is a good a good motivator to change things. But if it's for external perception or social media type of things, let's like reevaluate. Okay. That being said, 
if if you are not feeling strong, you're not feeling yourself, which are the reasons I work out, um, to motivate you, I would start small. I would start really, really small. I think with weight loss, people think like, oh my God, I'm just going to you know cut out everything and work out every day and be super hard and aggressive about it. And then obviously that is not sustainable. You probably will get through a couple days and then and then go back to your habits. So it's really, really a lifestyle change. It is, and it's starting small. Maybe it's just a 20 minute express ab workout or, or like a thigh workout. Maybe even start with Melissa Wood Health, which again is very, very gentle, um, but again, effective um, type of movement. And I think she's a great like introductor, uh, introduction to exercise and to fitness. So I would start there. And then just like, I don't know, just like little moments, like be very thoughtful with what you choose to eat and maybe be practice like mindful eating and like don't restrict yourself, though, because that's where you're going to set yourself up for failure. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, I think that the waking this year obviously stemmed from emotional anxiety. And so I think, yes, we should totally be graceful with ourselves and give sorry, and give ourselves room to cope in the way that we needed to cope, but also understanding that maybe those 20 pounds were emotional eating potentially, and maybe you get to look at your emotions and how you cope with them and how you get familiar with them, because I think that if you get more in touch with your healing, you won't reach for food as much. You won't use it as a numbing mechanism. You won't use it as a boredom filler. You won't use it to feel better. So I think that the issue with with eating, it's, it's not the weight per se for me, my relationship to food is like, why am I eating? Like, am I eating because I am anxious and it'll just take my mind off of it? Like, that's the same thing as drinking to numb yourself. So I don't care how much I eat as long as I'm eating from a healthy perspective. So um, I think that this is a really great opportunity to see why why you, if, if you, I mean, you gained weight because you ate more, I'm assuming, because that's how the body works. But um, <laughs> I think it's a really good opportunity to say, why did I reach yeah. for more food? How did I gain this weight? And, and so, yes, making really, really small incremental changes over your eating habits and your working out regimen because longer lifestyle is so much better. But I think it's a really great opportunity to look inward and, and yeah. figure out where that anxiety comes from. Because once you... Once you deal with that, you'll feel strong enough to just sit with it versus reaching for something. Yeah. I was going to say also just be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. I think something that I've learned over my journey with food and body image is just like I – I have to just like forgive and move on. Like, it's just like, don't dwell on like, oh my God, I can't believe you ate that fucking whole pizza last night. I don't do that anymore. I'm like, yeah, fucking ate a pizza. I'm bloated. Let's eat some salad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's (laughs) don't beat yourself up because you'll never lose it and you'll eat more because you're beating yourself up and just say, Hey, like my highest self is more there for myself when I have anxiety or depression or emotions that I'm uncomfortable with. Um, and then my highest self nourishes my body with things that make it feel good and just start from that mindset. I love it. Yeah, this was fun. This was so soothing. This was great. I love to connect with the sisters and yeah. give unsolicited advice. Yeah, hopefully um, we uh, helped a little bit. Yeah, and if you like OK Sis, uh, we would really appreciate a five-star rating and a review. Um, we've been getting new reviews in and loving every second of reading them. And maybe if you found this episode helpful, we would love it if you would text it to a friend because we are looking to expand the sisterhood. We're always looking to expand the sisterhood. There is room for everyone. Yes. And obviously follow us along on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast or me at Scout Sobel and Mads. Oh. oh. And Mads oh, at Mads. Plug Maddie in Mayo. the personals. Plug in the motherfucking personals. <laughs> plug in the motherfucking personals. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sisters. Happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. And we love you. Love you.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 